Welcome to This Is Football. Bienvenidos a This Is Football. Another Tuesday, fellas. Another episode. It's good to be back. And let's just get right into the topics of the day. Why don't we? So let's, we're going to get right into our moment of the weekend. Uh, we had a lot going on this weekend. We are going to talk about, uh, uh, debut our new segment called Yes and Uno. We're going to talk about Champions League. We're going to talk about U.S. men's national coaching uh, candidates as the pool heats up with the Jesse Marsh firing. And we're going to talk about some Inter-Miami transfer news, just like we all want to know and about the week at the, about the scrimmage over the weekend. And while we do talk about, uh, while we do mention that, let's go to uh, our uh, resident Fabricio Romalo. He had mentioned he had some transfer news, uh, Inter Miami transfer news for us earlier this week. Oof, oof! I got, I got one transfer news that it's gonna be, it's gonna be very, very interesting. It's a player that it's not gonna come now. So, so just, just so that everyone knows, you know, it's, it's gonna be for the summertime. But it's one player. I'm gonna give a hint. I'm gonna give a little hint. I think I gave it online the other day, but the hint is as follows. This player has played in League One. This player has played in Premier League. This player has played in La Liga. And he has also played in Serie A. So later, a little later on, we're going to reveal the name and talk a little bit about it and debate with each other. All right. I'm nice. Excited. Well, I'm excited. I did hear, I did hear uh, well, sorry, I did see your tweet earlier this week uh, that he was a lefty. I mentioned Messi. I see some other people mentioned some other names back. Um, you know, we had some folks uh, coming in, but uh, everything you say, I'm I'm real, real excited to talk about. I'm real, real excited to hear. Um, hey, you know, let's let, let let's get into the moment of the moment of the weekend. Let's go, let's go, and no, let's not forget. Let's not forget about everyone. Everyone that's on the chat right now, comment, comment. We'll we'll put you out there. Absolutely. We want to hear from you guys. So my moment of the weekend, although there was many, like I whoa, said. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. We, can, we, can say, we can say what's up to Socio. We can say what's up to our our Arsenal supporter that they're still top of the league. Sorry about that, Socio. Sorry about that. You know. I'm wearing black because, you know, it's been a while since I've, 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 had, I've suffered a loss. It was hard. It was, it was a tough weekend. But we're back this weekend against Brentford, as you can see. We're going to bounce back. Tottenham did us a favor. Only time I've ever gone for them. Whoa. Hey, and they did us the favor. Look at that. Look at that. Oof. But I mentioned right. that live forever. You know that, right? But, hey, so went for... That's it. That's the one and only time I'll ever say it. And Socio went for Tottenham. So we'll see what we'll see what the Arsenal followers have to say on Twitter about that later. There you go. So, we, uh, what, what, what do you say, uh, Fabrizio? Are we ready to go into the moment of the weekend? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go. Get your, get your moment of the weekend out. I'm so excited. That's why I've already said it three times. But I'm so, so excited to talk about my moment of the weekend. It's not the Jesse Marsh firing, like I mentioned earlier. <laughs> my moment of the weekend is the Uruguayan U20 national team has qualified. Oh, okay, to and the World we Cup in May in Indonesia. <laughs> here we go again. Shocker, right? I think if I if if they gave me a dollar for every single Bro. sentence that Danny said Uruguay on it, be, I'll be a billionaire. Be, oh, I'll be, be a billionaire. Filthy rich. We'd be filthy rich since we've known him. That's how you know I love my country, man. That's how you know I know my country. But but I'll tell you this, man. It's a it's a big thing for for those young lads to uh, uh, to be going to Indonesia to to represent your country, and I think they put on a good under twenty tournament. And uh, maybe we'll get into that with our with our guest a little bit later if uh, if he wants to. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So let's hear uh, let, let's hear your moment of the weekend, Socio. Uh, to lighten the spirits up, first and foremost, yo prayers and shout out to the victims and all the families out there in Turkey and in Syria with the, what happened with the earthquake. 
big support. Yeah, I've been looking at to see trustworthy because you know people try to use these times like scam and stuff, but to see Pamandar and to help out over there because well, hey, the videos I've seen, but to lighten the mood, uh, Christian Atsu, a player who's out there on loan, was um, missing for if I remember correctly 20 hours. They found him under the rubble and all that. He's now hospitalized, but thank the universe, thank God, whatever it is you believe in. Rocks, crystals, all that good stuff. He's alive and well. So Amen. that's some good news. Yeah, it's definitely, that, definitely great again, news. Thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. Definitely, definitely. That's that's some, that's some. You know, between all the bad news that we've been getting from you know this place, from yeah, this man. tragic incident, little, you know, with this earthquake, you know, those little details at least, you know, uh, a little light of hope. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, but, definitely. Good thing, good thing. That, so that's my moment of the week. And I think that's I, th I think that's fantastic, Socio. And and I don't I don't think that's a great moment. I think that's really a, that that's just a magical moment. Uh, yeah. Really, you know, you, you you think somebody is missing, somebody you know, the family must have thought he was gone. And, and, you know that you would think me as a father having a child, thinking my child is gone for twenty hours, and and you know he he just shows up. That 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 to me is a is a magical yeah, no, moment. No, no, so as a family, bro, no, absolutely. But yeah, my prayers up to everybody out there. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, Nico. My moment, my moment of the week. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a clip. I want to show you guys a clip, and I want to say a few words afterwards. Go for it. Great message to uh, to everyone, everyone that's fighting uh, today or will fight later. So um, yeah, just some hope, some uh, some courage, and that's it. You know, the the the, the day afters will be always better. So, so that's my moment of the week. The reason why I wanted to pick that moment of the week is because I feel like it's a fantastic, you know, a fantastic story, you know, uh, from from Haller, you know, uh, going through what he went through this past six months, you know, and being able to, you know, say himself, you know, that he's a cancer survivor and then come back on the pitch, you know, come back on the pitch and to do it the way he did it, to do it, you know, not only scoring a winning goal for this team, but also, you know, grabbing the support from you know the the yellow wall you know everyone yeah. together you know showing unity you know and myself you know as a as you guys know a cancer survivor myself you know it's uh it's something that you know it makes me proud to see those type of moments and oh, also beautiful, beautiful and also you know uh be able to show awareness you know that you know that there's there's reasons to live you know and there's reasons to you know see each day you know as a positive you know, that's a positive day. So that was my moment of the week, guys. Beautiful, beautiful. Praise to you, brother. Praise to you. And honestly, I, I can't wait to get back on the pitch with you. Uh, Amen. We, we got together. We got together with the boys. I know we got together with the boys uh, on New Year's Eve, and uh, and Nico was there supporting from the sidelines. But uh, but we know very soon we're gonna have him back with us, and uh, and that day we're gonna have a. Not only are we going to have a, a big game, but we're going to have a big asado. Definitely, so, definitely. Absolutely. So let, 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 let's get into uh, some more of our topics before we get into our guest. Uh, you know, our, our, our resident Fabrizio Romano will let us know when our guest is here or when he's ready to come in. Good to go. Good to go. Oh, he's go. good to go. So, so let, let, let's bring in our guest. You know, I want to really, this, this gentleman needs no introduction. Um, he's, I'm going to give him one anyways, but he's got. You know, he's done 24 Champions Leagues uh, uh, and called 24 Champions League finals. He's done 10 Europa Leagues, uh, Europa League finals, seven World Cups, Copa Americas. Oof. You guys get the picture. This guy's absolutely done it all. Uh, the one and only Luis Omar Tapia. We want to welcome you to the This Is Food Thank podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, brother. How's everything? Thank you so much for being on. So, uh, that we want to we want to uh, try a new segment with you uh, that, that we've never tried before. It's called Yes and Uno. It's a segment where we ask you uh, ten questions in uh, one minute or less. So they're going to be pretty easy and pretty quick. Uh, so if, if you're okay. if you're ready to try, uh, let let's give it a go. Let's do uh, it. So, so first and foremost, where are you from? Chile. All right. And what's the highest level of soccer you've played? Uh, first Division University. All right, were you any good? Division one. <laughs> so, what, what's the, your most favorite goal that you've ever called? The Sidan in the final of the Champions League in Glasgow. 
Unbelievable Oof. goal. The volley. <clears throat> Unbelievable goal. And if, if there was one dream match that you were able to call, what would be that dream match? Uh, 2005, Liverpool-Milan. Unbelievable. So, so you, you know already why? called the match. But I'll tell you why. Because <clears throat> that day, I played as a nine and a half. Because to my left, I had Diego Armando Maradona as an analyst. And to my right, it was Mario Alberto Kempes. Two number 10s, two world champions. Wow. An, an amazing Incredible. story. Wow. Incredible. An amazing story. Oh, forget, about the, forget about the game. Just having Maradona and Kempes next to me, <laughs> it was a story. <laughs> So, so, so you don't, you don't even have a dream match yet to call. You've already called it. That's and that's that's what's unbelievable about it. And those two guys, I mean, wow, wow. Well, I, my last question to wrap it up before Socio gets his his couple questions in is, what's your favorite restaurant in Miami? Oof, it's not in Miami. It's in uh, Western La Perla. <laughs> Epa, ah, La Perla. Perla. Okay, it's okay. the best. It's the best Peruvian restaurant in South Florida. Okay. We're gonna have to try. We're gonna have like to try it out. We're gonna have to try it out. To try it out. Saludos a la perla. Shout out. <laughs> All right, a ver. My first one. Favorite interview. Kofi Annan, the General Secretary of United Nations in 2002. Oh. Uh, the reason is because Real Madrid invited me. The uh, Florentino Perez was uh, presenting the Kofi Annan with uh, a stadium made out of silver. And uh, they invited me to do interviews with the players and, and Florentino and Di Stefano, Butragueño and all that. And then what I did is like a few days before the interview, before me going to the United Nations, I called the communication department. I said, I would like to interview Kofi Annan. And they said, well, he doesn't do sports interviews. And I go, well, but he plays soccer in his country and in Division One in the United States. Yeah. So I think he loves soccer. So United Nations said, okay, we'll give you 10 minutes. And uh, I did that interview with him. Let's say me sitting right here with him. Yeah. And in front of me, it was the whole team of Real Madrid and Florentino and the Stefano <laughs> and all the guys. They were watching me at the interview. <clears throat> Any nerves? Uh, what? Any nerves? No. No? Not, Not even with that audience? Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Just like, <laughs> just like, just like when he calls games. Cold-blooded. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. So other side of that coin of that question, if you can be candid if you want. You don't have to name names if you don't want either. Least favorite interview you have to do. You had to do. The least Ooh. favorite interview that I had to do. Yeah. Um, be for whatever X, Y reason. Doesn't <clears throat> Not because it was bad or... To you personally, you know, um, I will have to say because it was very difficult. Um, this kid, God, I forgot the name now. I just going up. He played for the Galaxy. That um, he came out and said that he was homosexual. Um, uh, Robbie, Robbie. Um, this, 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 this. I forget his last name. Well, Robbie. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, okay. The, his story came. Uh, like six months before Roger, I did Robbie Rogers. Robbie Rogers. Six months after I did that, this interview what was seven years ago, and uh, we did it in the, inside the locker rooms of LA Galaxy, and and I was asked to do that interview because he wanted to do something in Spanish, and they chose me to do the interview, and it, it was tough in a way uh, of asking the questions. I read his book. Uh, I believe it's like 300 pages, and I read it in three and a half days. Wow. So I took a lot of the questions from his book. Nice. And, and, and I feel proud that I ended up doing it, but it was difficult, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. because... Uh, so it was an uncomfortable moment. It, it wasn't the least favorite, but it was an uncomfortable yeah. interview. It was uncomfortable, but because... The, the questions way. needed to be yeah deep uh, of course, asked, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so and then after he answered there were follow-up questions that they became Obviously. more uncomfortable you know so yeah. but but in a way it was a very good interview at the end 
Nice, nice. Okay, let's bring a two little more, huh? lighthearted. Two more, two more, two, two more quick more. ones, and then we get to topics. Quick, a lighthearted one. Uh, do you play FIFA on PlayStation or? No, I only watch my grandsons uh, when okay. they do that. I can call the games. <laughs> and, then, and then this last one, because as you can see, for you, I put this one up there today. I can see you have like this one. Yes, beautiful. I got that one from him. So keeping it there, and I because I see La Orejona back there. Favorite it's Champions right League Madrid moment. The what? Favorite your favorite Madrid moment in the Champions League. My your favorite, favorite moment, out of all um, of them. Lisbon, ninety third minute. On the seventh corner, you know, I have to say it in Spanish. <laughs> you know, the seventh for good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a seventh corner kick when Sergio Ramos headed the ball into the net to tie the score. What a great moment. What a great Beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. All right, all right. It's one of the most fantastic moments. There you go. So... I was in a bar full of colchoneros in New York City. I remember that moment. And they were all <laughs> celebrating. And Sergio Ramos headers that ball in. And I've never heard a bar go so quiet in my entire life. I didn't have any association to either team. So I just kept sipping my mouth and it didn't matter to me. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's get All into right. it, Danny. Let's keep getting All into right. it. So let, 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 let's get into the Champions League. We have Champions League coming back next week. Uh, we mm -hmm. have some interesting, uh, uh, you know, Interesting head-to-heads. Uh, if you want to put the the, the share the, the on the screens, uh, Nico, the uh, the draws. Yeah. So we have Real Madrid versus Liverpool, Manchester versus Leipzig, Benfica versus Bruges, Milan Tottenham, Napoli Eintracht, Dortmund versus Chelsea, Porto Inter, PSG Bayern. For me, I'm most interested in seeing the Real Madrid Liverpool. Why? Most of my friends like both of those teams Oof. and uh and and Oof. i can't wait to can't wait to see what's going on in that chat Oof. um i don't know what about you luis what, what about you luis you well know, what, the, what, the liverpool real madrid is probably they're gonna play with crutches exactly you know? what i was gonna say <laughs> both teams yeah both, both, teams. Teams just are, both teams are like in the same shape so uh yeah. i think it's gonna be a good game you know because part of the history it's it's it, it falls under shoulders of both uh, teams um liverpool needs to improve they need to show something better and real madrid we don't know what's going to happen because they play tomorrow and if they they win they end up playing saturday and and then they end up playing the champions league so how are they gonna who's gonna show up we don't know because like for example for this uh, club uh, FIFA World Cup, <clears throat> they uh, they called up six players from the Castilla team, including the third goalkeeper, Canizares. Canizares, yeah. He's only 20 years old. He's never been with the first team. So we have to wait and see what happens. But I think the game <clears throat> of that week, um, of this um Round, it's got to be Paris Saint Germain uh, Bayern because Mbappe is not going to be there, Neymar is not going to be there, and, and Bayern it's it's coming up very strong because of all the all, all the new talent that they got into the squad, and I think they've been um, they're doing that because they really want to go as far as they can, and, and it's one of my favorite teams to make it to the final. Yeah, now, now staying on that, staying on that uh, matchup, um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about PSG because uh, PSG is the type of team where, you know, they were built to win this tournament. You know, it's it hasn't it hasn't been there. You know, they made it to a final, but it almost seems like this year has to be their year, right? Well, we talk about the same thing last year, the year before, and the previous years, and we say the same thing about Manchester City. You know, now I always said, I don't care how much money you invest, if you don't buy the right players, if you don't have the, the, the right coaching staff, and if you don't have the, same, the right administration, you are not going to win the Champions League. It yeah. doesn't matter how much money you invest. Look how long it took uh, 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 the Chelsea, the Russian owner, um, Abramovich, Abramovich, right? How long did it take him to win the Champions League? It took him, what, yeah. 10 years? Yeah, yeah. 
10 years. You know, after yeah, all those millions years. of dollars he spent, it took him like 10 years. But I don't think that uh, Paris Saint-Germain or uh, Manchester City are teams built to win the Champions League. I think there are teams to win their local leagues, their cups, and to show off, you know, and show up, and a lot of marketing, and all the big stars and all that. It's it's nice. And why is that? Why is that? Do you feel like they don't have the the the, the pedigree? Like, for example, like we know that Real Madrid has that Champions League pedigree where no matter their circumstances that they're going through, they're always going to show up in this type of tournament. Do you feel like they lack that type of uh, pedigree into these tournaments? Yeah, but for that, you need to you need to buy players that they're born with that. Uh, and how do you get them? You have to be very selective. You got to have a good amount of scouts. You know, Real Madrid doesn't just buy anybody. They buy for the future. They buy for thinking that what are we going to do in the next five years? Uh, Barcelona one time did the same thing and they won it all, you know, with Pep Guardiola. They were buying young players thinking about the future. The thing is that the team got old. You know, that's yeah. why we want to see the Barcelona that we saw five years ago, until five years ago. Um, yeah. And then, then when you keep switching and changing, and 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 and, and you don't have a mythology uh, that you want to keep, uh, that you want to build a structure, a winning structure into a, a, a soccer institution, you're going to go year after year spending money, and you're not going to win the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Good point there. Good point there. Anybody? You know, one of the well, yeah, what, so uh, one of the, the matchups that I wanted to kind of get into, and, and only because they've made a lot of noise during the transfer window, is the Chelsea-Dortmund matchup. Chelsea made a lot, a lot of noise, uh, spending a lot of money. Uh, and they're playing All a the Dortmund squad. No, I know, but they, they spent a lot of money. And they're playing on, a, on, a on wingers, Dortmund squad. On wingers, on wingers. <laughs> but I'm just saying, they spent a lot of money. Let's see, you know, let let. I'm I'm curious to know, you know, what do you guys think against Dortmund? What do you guys think is going to happen? I think it's an interesting matchup. Uh, I think Dortmund. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of them this year. I've seen more of Chelsea than than Dortmund. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm curious. What, what what do you guys think? I think Dortmund will be dangerous now, especially with the comeback of Haller. That whole story, Big that whole dynamism, dynamism they're going to have is going to be incredible. And again, those fans yeah. playing over there is different. And Chelsea, again, Chelsea on paper, or the players they have, beautiful. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a little mad, and I think Modric, Modric is going to hit. But that team is, is is all over the place, all over the place. You know, they don't the, have a set uh, midfield. The defense is, that, is, is good, I'll give them that. Their defense is great. The way, the way I see Chelsea is, uh, um, actually, they got 12 new players for the beginning of the season. Some from the summer to now, 12 new players. They spent eight hundred million dollars. Um, that's a lot of money. Um, did you buy the correct, the right talent for the team? You change coaches, you know, and, and, and then you go out and buy in players. Um, there's a lot of people that they question the ability of this coach to take uh, Chelsea to the next level. I think they have a great, uh, a, a great team. Um, they have big names. But you need a bigger name uh, to guide them, to take them uh, to what Chelsea used to be. You know what I mean? Uh, a winning team, um, play fancy, score a lot of goals. And uh, I don't think they can do that with this coach. I don't think that he is a coach for Chelsea. I think he's a coach no. or any other team from mid-table down. Yeah, from mid-table up, I think it's, it's they're too big for him. Definitely, definitely. A good point I see there quickly on the chat. They spent more money than all the other top Euro leagues combined. Yeah. Chelsea's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, now, last question, last question, and then we'll change some topics. Um, going into the matchups, which matchup do you feel, Luis, that it, it might be a 50-50 matchup and that we might see a surprise in that specific uh, matchup? Leipzig. I think, uh, you know, everybody talks about Manchester Whoa. City. So Manchester City, remember, remember what happened just 24 hours ago, okay, in England. They're under investigation. 
now it, it already hit Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola is getting mad in front of the press, you know, in, in press conferences. <laughs> well, is this going to affect also the players? There was a name of list of players that apparently are, are getting pay from outside uh, of Manchester Council. City group. So is this going to have a negative effect on the players? We don't know. We have to wait until the weekend when they play in the English Premier. Then we'll see what happens during uh, the middle of the week in Champions League. But yeah, I it think seems if there is a team that can surprise you know, on the home and away, I think it will be Leipzig. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And especially because, you know, Man City, you know, they can they can fly uh, at any moment. You know, they can just switch it on. But it hasn't been a good season for them. They, You know, even though they picked up Haaland and everyone thought that, you know, they were going to just destroy about everyone in the Premier League, they've been very, very inconsistent. Everyone so, thought. He's, he's one of the everyone's. He's one of the everyone's. He said, Highlands coming over here. They're gonna what, do you, what do you think about that, Luis? What do you think about that, you know, that signing, you know, that, you know, everyone thought that he was going to, you know, even though he has the numbers, because the numbers are there, you know, he's going to break the Premier League record in goals, but the he's team hasn't played the same. Yeah, but it, it had to change because Pepe Cordela was not used to playing with the nine. Now he's a, a straightforward nine playing inside the area. So Pepe Cordela had, had to adapt and change some of his tactics and here's the thing since he left uh Borussia Dortmund I know he has scored a lot of goals I know he can break all kinds of records in the English Premier League he can do a bunch of things that are not uh, not many players can do but nobody's talking about the injury part of uh Holland uh, ever since he left Dortmund, he's been injured more times than the time he spent in Germany. So yeah. that's yeah. one of the things that we have to consider. Um, what's the problem? Why at such a young age, a player um, with all his quality is getting uh, injured, you know, with t today's technology and, and everything that are all the teams at this level that they spend money in science, you know, somebody's got to come up with a question. Why is he getting, you know, injured? Point. And why is it doesn't get better sooner than other other players, you know, because yeah. he's a young yeah. age. Yeah, right. definitely. Right. He's only, what, 21, yeah. 22? 22, no? 22, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, we, we, we were talking earlier about coaching uh, when we were talking about Chelsea. One of the coaching... Which, which, which by the way, by the way, Luis, Luis is a coach, actually. You know, he coaches, oh, yeah. too. So, so he doesn't only call games. He's actually coaching. He's on the sidelines coaching. All right. <laughs> well, so, 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 so we were talking about coaching, and earlier we were talking about Chelsea's coach, and, and, and Luis is giving us, you know, his, his ideas of, you know, you know what, what kind of uh, coach he is. But really... I wanted to get into the U.S. men's national team coach because Jesse Marsh got fired over the weekend, and we were actually having a having a Well, we were actually having a conversation on Thank the you. show Thank one, you. one week ago about this with uh, our, our one of our guests, Chris Whittingham, and we had said that you know if he were you know he was at Leeds, you know that he he would you know he would be the leading candidate. I hoped he wouldn't be. I can see Luis hoped he wouldn't be. I don't think Socio hopes he wouldn't be. I don't think Nico hopes he wouldn't be. Uh, so, I think Socio wants Jesse Marsh no, to be. I, I, I'm, all, I'm all aboard for Jesse Marsh. Oh, you are. You are. Right? Well, yeah. well, I, I saw. Well, I saw Luis shake his head and, yeah. and scream no. So I want to hear from him first. So what do, what do you think, Luis? Uh, yes, no, I think no Jesse Marsh. But who who do you want to see? You know the thing that uh, that Jesse did something good uh, with Red Bulls, correct? Yes. So. But after that, the numbers didn't match of everything that he did before. And and there were teams with uh, a, a better player's profile, um, players with uh, higher caliber, you know, and, and the egos and everything and the pressure because there were better teams, you know. Um, so now... Uh, I don't, I don't want him in the United States national team. The reason is because all these players in the U.S. national teams, they play at a higher level that he was coaching, you know, playing at Juventus, playing at Chelsea, playing here, playing there. 
uh, I think this these players have a different mentality of how to win games, when to win games, and go to the extent to become better than what they are right now. So when I couldn't agree more with you. A few weeks ago, you know, should uh, Berhalter continue in the national team? A lot of people said yes. A lot of people said no. I have my doubts. Uh, I think he did everything that he had to do with the U.S. national team. You know, after Klinsman left, um, what we saw a bunch of over 50 players that debuted with the U.S. national team. When Klinsman, we had, well, we can count it with one hand or two hands. Yeah. Maybe yeah. because he didn't yeah. work. We were still playing. We were still playing Michael Bradley's, or Josie Altidore's. Right. I so, so um, but I think, I think his time is up because he, I think Berhalter reached his ceiling. the roof and he can't go any farther. So, as I mentioned before, these players in the U.S. national team are players that are very well coached. They're smart players. They have very uh, uh, physical strength and the will to win games and to play better and and to show up uh, and, 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 and do this fancy tactics when the game is happening and, and make fans scream and yell and, and, and give them something to, to be happy about. And for that, I need a coach with a higher caliber. I think, uh, you know, they mentioned uh, Bielsa. You know, a lot of people say, well, he doesn't speak English. Well, he, he didn't speak English when he went to other teams. It doesn't matter. You know? Um, and he thrived so, in Leeds. He thrived in Leeds. And but Leeds. the problem is, the U.S. men's national team won't hire from abroad. True. And, Last and time we did that was El Klinsman and... But here's the other thing. But here's the other thing. What a lot of coaches don't have, what Bielsa does. Bielsa will continue to develop the U.S. national team thinking for the next two or three World Cups. Okay. Yes. If you don't bring a coach that has that mentality into the exactly. U.S. national team, then you only want to hire a coach for the next World Cup, and that's it. And then you're going to forget about for the next World Cup. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel? Do you feel that this is the the greatest generation of players that the U.S. has had? Over yes, the... it's the golden generation of U.S. soccer. You know, um, because. Uh, as I mentioned before, Berhalter is responsible for about 50 kids that debuted on the U.S. national team. And the World Cup squad that we we had in, in, in Qatar, those kids, you know, if we can just think about it, 20 years ago, you can count with two hands, what can I come up with 11 players that have had the same level? Now you have 23, 25 players that they all have the same level. Uh, to play and participate and be a starter in the U.S. national team. Now, I, I've been here. I've been here a few candidates. And we talked about it. We talked about Marcelo Bielsa. Um, now, now that Jesse Marsh is out, he he might be a candidate. We don't know we, because technically, we don't even know. We don't even have a sporting director right now. So, <laughs> in order to make in order to make that decision, we first need to hire a sporting director to actually get a coach. Um, do you Anna feel GM. like Anna GM? Anna GM. Do you feel like uh, there will be a candidate within the MLS? For the administration position? No, for the coaching. Coaching. For the coaching. Um, maybe maybe a guy like Jim Curtin? No, it's tough to say. I mean, um, the coach from Seattle, perhaps. Um, I like him. Yeah, I think he's, he's a very good coach. And, and, and he doesn't have... Uh, let me put it this way so I, I don't insult everybody <laughs> that I want to hear it. But he doesn't have the typical mentality of a U.S. coach. He's a more broad, open coach, you know, with the international players that he's always uh, uh, bringing into his club to make his club better than others. Uh, that's why they win a lot of games. So he's a coach that is very broad, open um and and i think that's what we need in the u.s national team somebody that it's that it will listen to players 
um, that they can guide them to the next level because these guys, they're already, already like, like I said, they already reached the top, you know, the roof. So now they need to go up to the moon and, and, and they have, they, they have the talent, but they still need some work for that. You need different types of, uh, work in progress and conditioning and, and mythology of, uh, training, you know, um, in the U.S. now, they're using a lot of uh, technology and database and, and, and analysis and stuff like that. So there are very few coaches that are prepared with all that equipment and all that material that is needed. Um, and, and, and I think Bielsa, because of his, for his past being in England and, and in France, where they use a lot of this stuff, the technology to be a, a modern coach, I think that will be very helpful. But what about somebody who just had a terrible time just south of the border, who actually had a good time coaching in the MLS, Tata Martino? Uh, he could be a possible that, candidate. I mean, he's had his time in, in Europe. Uh, I mean, he's been mentioned as a possible candidate. But but really, the, the two main guys that, that we've heard have been Jim Curtin from, from Philadelphia and also um, Sav uh, Giovanni Savarese, uh, who coaches out in Portland, who's done a fantastic job out in Portland as well, uh, with some of their international players coming in as well. You know, this may sound crazy, but because I know this coach, because I know how well prepared he is, I know how well trained he is, uh, I think he will be very good for the U.S. national team. But nobody talks about it. Maybe because his team didn't do good last season, but it wasn't all his fault because a lot of the players were injured and he had a lot of issues also with some other players. Hmm. I think Ineda will be wow, Gonzo. a good coach for the U.S. national team. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows the system in the United States. He knows the system about Latin America. He knows the system. He played in World Cup. He was in national teams. You don't feel like it might be. You don't feel like it might be a little contradicting the fact that you know, uh, a, a na Mexican national player, uh, a legend in the national team, coaching uh, uh, a U.S. team for a no. World Cup that is going to be played in the U.S. and Mexico. Hey, in Chile we have an Argentinian coach. That so makes it easier sell. Yeah, but, 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 the, but, the, but the rivalry, but the rivalry isn't there. It's not like the same U.S. versus Mexico type of rivalry. Nah, what are you talking about? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I had a conversation. Argentina, Chile, Argentina, Chile. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, no, hey, sorry, sorry. Pineda, Pineda, listen to this. Pineda was brought in by Berhalter to look, analyze, and advise the youth uh, U.S. national teams at one time. Oh, well, so, so so he knows he he has he has the he has the edge there. However, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel that he might be a candidate, and the reason why is because he doesn't have the the, the credibility just yet because his team didn't do so good. So maybe maybe this season Alana does something. You in want the to bring Marsh? Well, I, I don't want to bring Marsh. People say that you know he's one of the candidates yeah. because he's been aboard. But the the guy that I would actually consider bringing, and not because of his resume, but because of the style of play that he has and because I feel like he might be a good coach to bring out the best in this type of players that we have, uh, a guy that hasn't been spoken about, a, a guy named David Wagner, the Norwich coach. When yeah. when he was when he was in playing uh, in the EPL with other teams, he was doing great. And the style of play that he has is very similar to coaches like uh, Thomas Tuchel or coaches like Jorgen Klopp, you know, he comes under he comes under that type of structure, and I feel, I feel like he's not being talked about, but it should be into consideration. Don't be surprised if this issues with uh, Manchester City, because this thing has to be resolved within the next ten days, and if anything happens, remember what Pep Guardiola said yesterday in the press conference. Yeah, that he so will leave. Right, <laughs> we are leaving. Yeah, you, you you think you think you think Guardiola might be a coach? You think might, you, do you think that Guardiola might want to take a job like that? If if this is a big if, if he was available, uh, I think he's not time to a national team. Yeah, he, I agree. He wants to get a national team, huh? I agree. I think he said it. He said it that he he was he wanted to coach it, and I think 
even when Uruguay uh, was looking for a coach, they had rumblings that he might be coaching or interested in coaching Uruguay. But I think yeah. I think seeing as that that the World Cup is in the United States, I think for Pep, if he becomes available, I think it's a very very attractive position. You have a very young team, a talented team of a lot of players who play in the EPL, uh, you know, a league that you're currently have been coaching in for a while, and he has the chance to basically make history, you know, with with arguably like like Luis said the golden age of of u.s soccer uh yeah. so i think it is it is it's an attractive job for any coach out there um you know let, let let's see what happens you know for hopefully for uruguay it, it, pep doesn't come here but we'll see here. <laughs> Quick, but uh before we move on give me one second that I'm absolutely run whatever coach we bring we need to land him balugon Yes, yes, that player, that player has been fantastic. That player has we need been fantastic. A nine, and that's the one. nine that we need. He's from New York, born over here. We got to land that. Arsenal Academy, huh? That's why you bring it up, right? That's why you bring it up. <laughs> Top of the league. So, so we see, I see here in the comments, one of our, one of our, uh, one of our fans, one of our followers uh, is, is uh, talking about something. Yeah, something that uh, Nico mentioned earlier back in uh back in the podcast is oof, oof. no no but we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that later okay because but I, but i do want to talk about uh, talk to luis about inter miami because we haven't gotten into it and it's it's something that i love to talk about um and everybody loves you know knows i love to talk about um i'm very uh very active on twitter about you know how i feel about them so uh you know now you know i'm curious you know what what, what do you feel about them luis Oof. Hey, oh, oh, wow, that's a big story, man. <laughs> How um, much time you got? <laughs> there's a lot of things that could be done better. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, it's that I can't understand, and I'm talking right now as a fan, okay? Why as a fan? Because I'm a season ticket holder, and I want to see the team win. I want all, Every season ticket holder that sits around where I am, we all want the team to win. How do you win? You win games by bringing players that fall into the category of what the coaching staff requires. Do you bring players just because somebody is giving them to you? Um, or you bring players because you really want to create something big? I question Martinez coming into Miami. Why did Atlanta, why did Atlanta let him go? If he continues to be a great player, Will Atlanta, will Pineda let him go? That's, okay. a good, that's a good topic, yeah. You know, you. And, and, and here's the other thing. He had issues in Atlanta. Okay, the Inter Miami analyzed all the things that he was doing when he was in Atlanta. He had issues with the coaching staff. He had issues with some of the teammates. He has issues with the mm -hmm. national team. So this is Miami. If he had issues when he was in Atlanta. This is Miami. So but he may have bigger issues, you know, so... I, I really question sometimes how are what kind the players that you're bringing in are you bringing them because their names or you're bringing them because you want to create something big for the city and for the team okay because there's a lot of a lot of people a lot of us we go to the games whether they win rain sun they play at 12 o'clock one o'clock we get our faces burned our body burned you know we get Uh, I remember two years ago when we had the hurricane, my grandkids, my son-in-law, and I were at the stadium, you know, pouring rain and the hurricane was coming through. That day that it was freaking raining like I never felt rain in my face before. So if we are those true followers, we want the team to be better, okay? And how do you get better? You need to create a structure, and a structure that is good for the team and that is good for the fans and it's good for the city. Yeah, so Luis, you know, one of the things that I argue strongly about on on Twitter and then obviously on the show and amongst my friends is is I don't really see that Inter has like a clear identity of what they want to do. They bring in, you know, some um, older, obscure players from Europe, uh, you know, from Ukraine. Um, you know, <laughs> I think, you know, I personally think that that they should follow a model closer to that of maybe like Atlanta or like an Austin you know, bring in a pipeline of young South American talent that is, you know, 
19, 20, 21 years old, try to build them up and then sell them to Europe, kind of like Atlanta doing. That that's what I want to see them do because I feel like we can bring in some nice young Colombian players, some nice young Ecuadorian players, Argentinians. You know, we tried to bring the, some of the Brazilians, but to me, you know, Mota hasn't worked out and Gregory really hasn't worked out either. But that's that's my opinion. Um to others, he has worked well, out. But, but I just don't see that clear that clear identity of what we want the team to be. They kind of just bring in just whatever players out there, and then you know they tell our coach who really doesn't know what he's doing. You know, <laughs> you know, here's here's 22 guys, figure it out. That's that that's what I feel. And and because of that, I haven't been to a game. The only game I've been to is the one at FIU, and I refuse to go to a game because of that. Um, you, you know. know I'll give you I'll give you an example because I have friends also that work for the Galaxy or for the LAFC teams uh, in the scouting area and, and and that's a key word scouting. Uh, I think those two teams, Seattle, Portland, um, Atlanta, um, those teams, Austin, um, those are teams that they have people that they really do a lot of work. Um, it's not the coaching staff, it's not the administration, it's people that work in the scouting um, area of those clubs. Why are they always on top of everybody else? Why are they always going to finals? Why are they always winning the, the MLS Cup? You know, why is LA, or the teams from there, that they're always on top of the standing? It's because they buy players and they bring players that they need for their system, for or their identity of what exactly. they are. You know how Seattle plays. You know how Portland plays. You know how Manchester, uh, Manchester, uh, New York City plays. At okay? uh, one time when New England Revolution was one of the best teams in the league, you knew how they played. That was a, like a, a DNA system that they brought players for that particular system. So why is it that Orlando? You know, Pareja has a great, you know, Luis Musi and all these people, they have something really good. I mean, since Pareja came into Orlando, the team is different. The team, everybody knows how the team plays, what the team wants, you know, what is their goal, what is their vision. And and I do question, you know, um, the part of the sporting administration within Inter Miami, if they know what the culture, uh, the identity, of players that they should be playing in into Miami, you know, because I don't want to see somebody from Ukraine playing here. We're you not know? going anywhere with Neville. I don't want That's to see somebody from Eastern Europe playing here. You can go to South America, you can go to Central America, okay, um, and you can get players maybe spending less money, but how do you get that is by creating a sophisticated way of scouting players, okay? That that's the job of the scouts. You need to start create. They need to start creating a better department. Um, it's not the heart. You can create like a like a web of scouts and people feeding you information of what's available. You know, right now the MLS. One of the most important thing is to bring players under 22. Sometimes it doesn't matter what the cost is, but they'd rather go get somebody that costs $300,000 rather than paying $2 million and bringing a 22-year-old that plays in a national team, that play in Argentina, Brazil, and Chile, Colombia, whatever. But then you go get and spend $300 on, on, on a 30-year-old player. From the front line. Yeah, or where they play, you know. Yeah. Now going going back to the because you named you you named a few teams like Seattle, you named uh, the Galaxy, and you named other style of play. And I wanted to I wanted to raise this topic because we did bring a sporting director in Chris Henderson that has that type of structure. Do you feel like he's done the correct job so far, considering all the sanctions and all the bans that we've had, you know, and, and the fact that he actually made playoffs we made playoffs last year you know it, it's a step ahead you know we're, we're actually thinking positive you know things with, with Inter Miami but do you feel like Chris Henderson has done a, a good job so far well you know I I don't speak with Chris Henderson um I never had spoken with him directly uh, I've spoken with other executives of the club 
Um, but I don't think that all those ex big shot executives are happy with the sporting administration of the club because sometimes they even question themselves, what are we doing or how are we doing it? So I, I don't know whether Chris Henderson has all the tools that he needs. It's the administration higher than him, giving him the tools that he needs uh, to make the team even better. I don't know. Uh, what The only thing that I question, I remember as a fan right now, what I question is that I want to see a better team. If I'm gonna uh, if I'm gonna be a season ticket holder, you know, spending all that money, it's not just me; it's a bunch of us. We want to see a better team, you know. We want to see the team closer to the fans, closer yeah, connected, to connected, connected to the community it's, that we have, right? People, it's like they're scared to be connected. Then, then they need to do something better, you know, that, that to bring the the, the the fans and 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 the community. Uh, they need to do more. Um, I think it's it's limited what they do, and some of the things that they do is, in a way, being forced to do it. It, it doesn't come from the heart, unless you do something that you want to create something big for the community, something even bigger. Because Inter Miami is big now; it's a big name. It's a professional sporting uh, club, so it's big. But you need to make something bigger. Okay. The club, listen, you go to the Marlins, the stadium is empty, you know? You go to the Dolphins, it's half empty, okay? I think the only one, at times, only maybe when LeBron James comes into town, they fill it in is the Miami Heat. So let's not do the same thing. Let's bring in the community. We need to, we need to get closer together, the youth, uh, development has to be better, you know. Uh, everything. There's there's a lot of things that I would love to uh, talk to other people so they can listen and understand that there's a lot of things that we can do together as fans, as everybody, as a community, uh, and make the team better. All right, Luis. Well, we want to really thank you for being on and, and sharing your thoughts with us. And we hope you'll come back on in the future Definitely. and maybe even for a Spanish episode uh, that, that we filmed later on in the in the week. Um, so we, we want to thank you very much. Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know who you know in, in Inter de Miami, but you can let them know that if they need a scout, I'm, I'm available. And that's not a joke. That's not a joke. I know. I know, I know, Uruguayan soccer, Argentinian soccer, and Ecuadorian soccer, like this. So <laughs> if if they need young players from there, I mean, I, I can recommend all day. Uh, but we want to again. Oh, what was that? Listen, they don't even pay attention to me, and I have a certificate from MVP in Barcelona. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you again for for coming on, and and right, right before you go, um, one last quick question. We want to know uh, what what's a favorite nickname that you've ever given to a player. Jair Benz to Ronaldinho. <laughs> muy bueno, muy bueno. Remember when Ronaldinho, came, when Ronaldinho came to Paris Saint Germain for the first time? Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a big long hair, you know? Sí, 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 and we, sí. When he started celebrating the goals, he was going like this, you know, and shaking his head. So I nicknamed him Jair Benz because. <laughs> One last one, one, one last one from one of our fans. What what nickname are we gonna give Joseph? Are we gonna call him Arepa? Arepero. Hey, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a hard one, huh? It's gonna be a hard Let's one. See. Hopefully, he scores goals for, for him to one. actually get nicknames. Last one, Luis. So you're a witness. Nico said. Joseph, this season, bags 15 goals or more this season. Uh, what? That's and what I think. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank we'll you. See. We'll see. We'll You've see. been a we'll great see. guest. How are you going to score? <laughs> how, yeah. you gonna, how is he going to score 15 goals when you need a playmaker? That's Thank you. And he's on his way to Turkey right now. We have we have Pizarro. We have what do you mean, player? Pintarro. Pintarro. Pizarro. Pintarro. Uh, Sam, 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 you're gonna get him mad, and he's not gonna come back. 
Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll let you go before you you get into any trouble. Hey, we'll hear you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Luis. Thank you. We yeah, appreciate Alexis. it. Yeah, Alexis Sanchez right there. No, okay, Alexis. No. Para otro día, entonces. Thank you, Luis. Thank you. Gracias. Oh man, that was a great, that was a great, great guest, man. Great, beautiful, guest. beautiful, good interview, good interview. A lot of topics, great, too, man. A lot of topics. Great questions in the in the comment section, yeah, guys. Good absolutely. Stuff. Hey, uh, I so, was surprised. So, I was surprised about the inter topics. You know, like like he he went hard on them. He went. He went I really love hard it. On them. But that's how it has to be, man. We love our club, but people take it bad that we're ne a little negative. Yeah, we're negative, but it's because we want better. We need a better product. Yo, we're a big team market, and look what we're putting out on the field. It's disgusting. But I, I agree with you, Socio, man. And, and that's why I go hard on the team on Twitter. Yeah, Everybody no, knows. It, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not because, it's not because I hate the team. I'm more of a fan than anybody. Look, I was at Disney this weekend, and I was, I was wearing the pink, you know, the pink uh, yeah. shirt that never wears yeah. on the sidelines. Yeah. I was Jesus. wearing it out there. I was repping it. I love Inter-Miami. Um, I just want us to have. This, right? I want. I, I want to have. Doesn't. I want to have a good team, man. I, you know, I want to go out there and cheer for a good team, and, and I want us to have a, you know, a, a fun time out there in the, in the north end, uh, you know, with the fireworks and the smokes and you know whatever it is. Um, so we, you know, just just to tease a little something on my part, um, I might be attending a game this year. Whoa, um, whoa, that's you heard a big it here surprise. first. You heard it. That's a big surprise. The, the, the biggest, the biggest hater. <laughs> the biggest hey, hater about right. to attend the game. You heard yeah, it here you, first. You might want to put this on the big screen, Nico. Put it, put um, it so you can ticket. get a nice little clip here. But um <laughs> I will I, 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 I will drop it. I will drop it that I will be uh at opening night this year. Whoa. Let's go. I will That's be the at opening 25th, night. No? Yes, sir. Saturday, right, February twenty right. fifth against CF there. Montreal. I'll be there. I'll be there as a witness. I will I'll be, be there as a witness. I will be there, and um, I have a little something cooking with Vice City, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So a lot, of, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of hints coming from Solana tonight. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I love I love Don Cafecito. I no, love we Don love Cafecito. Don Cafecito here on Tiff. Don Cafecito. We love everyone that comments. We love everyone that follows yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't it's, it's great. It's great to see people subscribe. Yeah. Don't Honestly, forget to subscribe, by the way. Yeah, subscribe. Like people, share comment with us people, on Twitter. Comment with us on Instagram. You know, we're we're not afraid of, of you know of of the banter. You know, we're not afraid of uh, of you know you know get you know just just talking about soccer. That that's what that's what we like to do. Um, man, you know what you know what this week had me thinking, and it's mainly mainly watching mainly watching today's game. You know, and I want to get a little bit off topic. Uh, I was watching. I was watching the game today. Uh, FA Cup, Wrexham, Wrexham against Sheffield United. The replay, and man, it almost made me feel. It almost made me feel like people. People here in the states almost watch Wrexham over our own MLS teams. They almost get hyped and excited about a team that it's playing in fourth division in the in you know in England over their own MLS teams. They got the know. owner of Boost Mobile. How, 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 can, how, can, how can you, you know, how can you translate that? Marketing. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, right? Deadpool, right? Is that Ryan is that Reynolds, why Deadpool. is that why people is that why people watch it? Is that why people watch it and they get excited over you know? Yeah, uh, have watching you, have, you, have you not been watching? I mean, well, it also helps. They have the series, the Wrexham series. Yeah, it, helps. it helps. Come on, bro. That feeds into our American blood system. Give me a series, and a whole bunch of people become fans, bro. Yeah, that's why well, a little well, bit. Of, uh -huh, go, go, go. Now, now, now the MLS is going to start doing that type of content as well. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, my boy, Red Mike. So, so we'll, we'll that's we'll, why we we'll, do this. Exactly. We'll, that we'll Apple see how it goes. Plus thing, I saw it. They're doing like little behind the scenes. Each club is gonna. It, it might be have their little stories. Do, yeah, they need to do something like like what what Formula One did with the Drive to Survive and Netflix. I mean, I think if MLS does something like that, where you can get so far behind the scenes. And we can see somewhat of the rivalries, like between the GMs, and kind of how you see, like, and, and yeah, I don't almost, mean, I, almost I don't like, almost like, almost like, almost like, almost like, 
almost like the Arsenal one and uh Absolutely. Absolutely. Where, right? where, where, you know, you... Was, how was that called? How, how was that that All series called? All or nothing. All or nothing. But yeah, yeah. on MLS. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. something like that would be fine. That'd be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean and, yeah, and I think Apple's got money. I, I, I think that's I think that's what, what the fans really, really want is they want to be inside the team. They want to feel like they're a part of the team. And I think that's what the MLS lacks. And I think that's what Inter Miami lacks. They do a really good job with the marketing. And you know, sending out their videos Great. and sending out their tweets and, and 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 it's fantastic and I love it and it's really, really good. It is really, really good. But yeah, it doesn't make me feel like I'm a part of the team. Like it doesn't make me feel like I wanna go uh you know to the stadium. Like give me something that makes me want to go to the stadium. Shout <laughs> out to you, Fede. That's the CEO the red of KGL. Yeah. That's the CEO. I want to shout out. I want to shout out to my kid Enzo. He's watching. He's watching. Hey, Enzo, right. that's my nephew. I love hey, you, brother. All right, guys. All right. Before before we end it up, before we end it up, ooh, I, ooh, I, I, need it, I needed. I needed to tell. I needed to tell. Yeah, I see yeah, a few I people that have. I was about to wrap it up. I was about to wrap it up, and I, and my so, our so, poor boy, hope, our poor boy Nicolas, we were gonna leave I hope him. Nicolas still here. All right. So Fabricio, it's Fabricio Romalo. Fabricio Romalo. All right. That's right. We gotta get music. Yesterday, yesterday, it was about 1 p.m. I get a phone call and I start talking to someone. Someone, someone that, you know, has a few contacts. Um, a former player. Um, he knows a few people in Europe. And as we're talking, we get into the topic of, you know, uh summer signings, uh who's gonna go where, who's gonna go here and there. And uh, we start talking about Inter Miami all of a sudden. And when we start talking about Inter Miami, he actually tells me that he knows a player that he directly asked him about a property almost next to his house. This guy's already looking at places to live in Miami. So we can we can almost it? say we can almost say we can almost say that this player is going to be playing in my Inter Miami, right? I mean, if you if you're looking for a home, if you're looking for a home here, you know you're not retired yet. You're actually thinking of you know coming to yeah, coming to play. You're gonna make an empanada stand out here. I can't say I can't say that this is confirmed that he's gonna be an Inter Miami player. Rumors, you know how rumors work. But guys. I'm I'm ready to give out the name. The guy is willing to come here. <clears throat> he wants to finish off his few years that he has left in his career he's only 34 so yeah, he, he has he has a few hey, this guy it's gonna be up. it's gonna be the dp <laughs> it's gonna be the dp the dp that we have left we only have by the way we only have one dp left we were yeah. looking into that the other day i don't know who has the discover rights to this player so we will have to find that out because we will have to do, pull some strings you know how it works in the mls but the player that inter miami is willing to bring, and the guy actually wants to come and play for the city, is Alexis Sanchez. Oh! <laughs> I personally like that one. Uh, he, was, he was great in Barcelona. He was great in Serie A. When he, he played great at Arsenal. Udinese and Inter Milan. He was great at Arsenal. Not so great in Manchester United. He had a it's little trash. bit of issues there. Fun. He had a little bit of he had a yeah, little bit of issues yeah, 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 with the nah. coaching staff, and he's doing great right now in Marseille. Play the piano. For now, them. play the piano for them. <laughs> <laughs> now there is there is a little bit. It's going to be a little tricky because he has an option for next season. So we don't know if he's either going to take that option and say, "Okay, I'll, I'll I'll stay one more year in Europe," or he actually commits himself to actually come here right off the bat. So that's the player that that's the player that I was no given. It's a rumor, bro. So it's, I was given by my by my contact. My source, the source that I'm telling you. Nah, don't give out the. You know. The source that I'm telling you has great, great, great togetherness with this player. They've that's shared. Good, they've shared Christmas together. They I'll shared vacations together. So, so this guy knows. So this guy knows. I'll take him. All right, I think I think that would be a fantastic signing for Inter Miami. What do you guys think? Danny's not that excited. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, gonna come, not... Socio. It's coming. It's coming. If he doesn't, if he's not a noodle white player, if he's not a noodle white player, Danny doesn't like him. Look, 
man. Look, look, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not excited, but I'm curious to see if if we bring him, does that mean we're gonna play three up top? And does that mean Alexis plays on the left? How uh, wide? Right. Yeah, Ampana, right. Ampana plays your nine, and, and Joseph plays on the right. That that's what I'm curious to see. Or maybe Joseph is the backup. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Do I love the signing? No. Do I hate the signing? No. You know, we'll we'll, we'll see. Four three three exactly. We'll see. I think we. I, I mean, I mean you you go. You also gotta consider what we lack, and I feel like we lack that one on one type of player yeah. on the wings. We lost him with because we were using him as a right wing back, yeah. my boy, yeah. and now he's balling in Red Bulls. Lewis Morgan. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't gonna say his name because it breaks my heart, but yeah, my boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. shout out to you, Caro. Thank you. you know, All right, guys. Let's wrap right, it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let, let, let's wrap up episode four. So, uh, you know, we talked we talked to Luis Omar Tapia. We want to thank him so much for being on. What a guy. Bro. Legend. Legend. Unbelievable. Legend, Legend. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, we talked Champions League. We talked Inter-Miami. We talked U.S. Men's National Team. We talked their moment of the week's. Um, I think we've run out of run out of topics to talk about. So City's getting relegated. Whoa, let's, whoa. let's uh, no, you know, let's. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. You know, that's not gonna happen. I'll give you. I'll give you. Not right now. Not right now. I'll give you. Some, I'll give, not relegation, but they will lose points in the future. Not for this season. Not for this season. I'll give you my take on that. They're gonna take five. They're gonna take five years to yeah. actually give them a twenty million dollar or euros or pounds ban. They have better call Saul as their lawyer. They're not gonna. That's it. Ridiculous. But, no, but I think no, but I think something will happen, bro. There's Nothing's no way you let nine years and you just nah. They, they have something Absolutely to happen. Nah. Something nah. I think something happens. Something they have happens. too much power. I feel right, you. Bro. That gold money is serious, but I, I think something happens. Not this season, though. Not this season. This season, we're taking it tranquilo. Epa, Are you already declaring yourself a champion? Nah, Can, we say? Can, it we say that Can we say that live? Can we say that live? Can we say that live? We're taking top four tranquilo. Let's get some receipts. Can we put the banner? Can we put the banner underneath there? Top four. Top four. Top four. Can Yo, we put the don't banner we gotta close there? this out? Don't we gotta close this out? Hey, it was oh, great. Now he's we getting, a, li- now he's getting man, a little nervous. Now he's man, getting bro. a little nervous. But uh, I think we should close this out. So for Nico, for Socio, I'm the bad guy. Good night. Always a bad guy. I'm the good guy. Always a bad guy. Say goodbye. Come on, Liverpool. Let's bring it Top back. Two. <laughs> Rebuild. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. What a tough time to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah, Back to Thank me. you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, that showed up. Thank you, we guys. appreciate you guys. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe.